Good morning, Cornerstone. Wasn't that a great video seeing all of those faces? I, I'm telling you what, I, I miss every single one of you. And I know not all of you were on that video, but um, it would be great if we could get everybody on a, a video one day. But uh, we do miss you and we, uh, we're glad you have joined us. I'm so glad even during this time, even though we can't meet um, uh, face to face, we can't meet uh, in the building. There will be a day, it's, not, it's coming soon, I know it is. But, uh, but thank God we can do this. Thank God we can still keep connected on Sundays, on days like this because of uh, social media, because of the technology. And I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for our team who's able to just do increases every single week. Amen. Well, happy Resurrection Day. Jesus is alive. I mean, that's something to celebrate today that that Jesus has risen from the dead. That's what we're celebrating today. He is alive. We are forgiven. We have been adopted as sons and daughters of God. And I'm so thankful for that. And we are celebrating that today. And I love the worship and just coming into the presence of God. Listen, I want to challenge you every time. Don't treat it any different from if you were here, that the presence of God can come into your home today. And, uh, and so, and that's why we celebrate. We celebrate this because what everything that Jesus did this week and this weekend where he died on the cross, he was punished for our sins. He took our punishment. He took our death and he did it for us so that we might live. All of that is not so that we can just remember a story or worship a God that's far off, but so that we can experience all that Jesus has for us now. We can experience him. We can experience the Father. We can experience the Holy Spirit. And we can do that right now. We can experience everything that Jesus died for us for. And I'm so thankful for that that uh, God is not a God that's far off. And this weekend, what we're celebrating here on Resurrection Sunday, what we celebrated on Good Friday, was a celebration that God came to us and he ran after us so we could have a relationship with God the Father. I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful for that, that he transformed us, he, uh, he saved us, he redeemed us, he brought us back to where we were created to be as sons and daughters of God. And I'm so thankful for that. And uh, Jesus did that for all of us. And uh, in fact, all the world right now is asking the question, who is Jesus? Who is he? And uh, we all want to know that because even what I talked about, how God loves us, how God cares for us, some, some people, that's hard for them to think about because they don't, they don't, their view of God is so different. And so we ask the question, who is he? And that's a very important question. In fact, even Jesus himself asked that question to the disciples in Mark chapter 8, verse 27. Listen to this. It says, Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked them, who do people say that I am? It's a very important question. And they replied, some said John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say some of the prophets. But Jesus asked them, what do you say about me? And he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter answered this, you are the Christ. It's so important that we understand our perception, how we view Jesus, because how we perceive who Jesus is will determine how we receive what he's given us, how if we'll even receive him, even if we'll come to him. 
And a lot of people have different views about Jesus. In fact, you may be listening right now. You might have been a Christian for many years that maybe you even have some uh, distorted or, or views of who Jesus is. Or maybe you're listening and you've, you haven't come to Jesus. You haven't given your life to Jesus because you have a distorted view. Maybe your view came out of because you found a, you knew another Christian who treated you wrongly. Or maybe you've just been rejected by people. And so our how we live our lives in a lot of times affects the view of how we see Jesus and that affects how we can receive him. And so I want to I want to give you four pictures of how a lot of people view Jesus. Because a lot of people view him in the wrong way. One of the wrong ways people view him as a closed door. They feel like that God can't be reached. And, uh, and maybe you've come to church and maybe you've come to a religion or something. You feel like an outsider. You feel like there must be some secret to get in and you just don't know how to get in. You feel like this is an exclusive club and you feel like you're always on the outside. And so people view Jesus as a closed door. There's no way he would love me or accept me. Another way we see Jesus is as like a pile of stained clothes. If you ever had a stain on your clothes that you can't get out, it's pretty much worthless. You can't even give it away, you know? And so you usually have to throw those stained clothes away. And so we view Jesus that way that we feel like that he sees me that way, that God doesn't really want me. He doesn't desire me. In fact, you look at your life and and you always, you, you want to get the grace of God. You want to receive the love of God that's preached about, but you feel guilty that God is never going to accept you because you're so burdened down by the past that you have in your life. And the thing about it is, let me tell you something. The Bible says that Jesus loved us. God loved us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even while we were in sin, that sin means missing the mark, messing up. All of us have sinned. All of us have been there. And uh, we've all messed up. We're all, in a sense, screwed up in some way. But Jesus still loved us even then. And then some of you view Jesus as an, as an endless road. You feel like God requires a lot of, from you. You're trying, but you really feel you're never good enough. You don't feel like you've made it. You feel frustrated. You feel exhausted. In fact, con condemnation maybe has become a companion of yours. And that's just not true. And here's the fourth way to view Jesus, and this is actually the right way. You view Jesus that he's a free gift, and that's the true picture of God. He's a free gift. I don't know if you've ever received an undeserved gift. Someone just popped by and gave you a gift for no reason at all. It wasn't your birthday. It wasn't your anniversary. You didn't do anything for them, but they gave you a free gift. I mean, that makes you feel, just because they were thinking about you, they dropped something off. It could be even just something small, like a note or something, and that makes you feel really good inside. And, uh, and so you receive that gift. And a lot of times we don't really realize that that's what Jesus did. He, he came, you didn't ask him, you needed him, but you didn't ask him. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't have to do anything for this. He did it while you were yet sinners, while we were lost, while we were already maybe even cursing him. He still died for you and I. 
And that's the great good news of the gospel that he has. In fact, probably one of the, the, the biggest misconceptions about having faith in Jesus Christ is that there's something I have to do to earn it. So many people all over the world think they have to earn or to impress God to get him to love them. And that is not the way we come to God. In fact, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says this, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. That's trusting in what Jesus did. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. He gave this to you freely. You didn't earn it. You couldn't impress him enough. He's already given it to you. And that's how we need to receive Jesus, how we view him as a free gift. Did you know he is sitting on the edge of his seat wanting a relationship with you. And what we have to do is just open up and say, here, I want to receive all that you did for me. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But God, I want to receive it because that's a free gift. It is totally undeserved, but he gave it to us. That's what mercy and grace is all about. Mercy is not getting what you did deserve. I deserved punishment. I deserved the beatings. I deserve death because of my sin, but I didn't get that. Jesus took that for me. He went through all of that for me, and he gave me grace. Grace is getting what you did not deserve. He exchanged his life for me. Romans 6.23 says, For the rages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love that. We have that free gift. That's what this whole weekend's all about, the free gift of Jesus. And we, no matter if you've been saved and given your life many, many years ago, or you're watching right now and you have never done that, listen, we all come this way. We come humbly before the Lord and say, God, I receive your free gift. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But God, you gave it to me because you love me so much. I believe when Jesus was going through what he went through, he had you in mind. And I believe that. And he loves you and he cares for you. So our perception of him needs to be that, not of a closed door, not of staying closed, not of an endless road where we're never good enough and we can never uh, do what's right. We need to look at Jesus as, a, as, he, as he is a free gift. But... How about, how does Jesus think about you? Let me, let me show you through the Bible how Jesus thinks about you. And maybe you'll, you'll come to him closer. Maybe you, you, you'll, you'll increase your relationship with him, with him because of how he views you. Or maybe you're there and you'll, you'll take that step and say, yeah, I want to I receive Jesus today. How does Jesus think about you? Number one, and you can follow along on our app, Number one, you are accepted. That's how Jesus views you. You know, it's so important that we, we view God in the right way. We view what Jesus and who Jesus is in the right way. But we also have to understand how he views us. Because you know what? If I know somebody has accepted me, I'm going to go up to them. You know where I'm a little, little iffy about going up to people if I think they're mad at me? If I think they hate me, you know, or if I think they don't like me at all, I'm not going to go up 
to those people. But if I know you accept me, I'm going to come up to you, shake your hand, give you a hug, and I know I'm accepted. And that's why we need to know that about Jesus. Jesus accepts you. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me. I chose you. He wants you on his team. He 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 wants to pick you. I don't know if you if you've ever played uh, when you were younger, played uh, sports, and you know you're in a line and you got a team captains on each side and they're all picking you. You're just wanting to pick. You definitely don't want to be picked at last, right? Well, Jesus didn't pick you last. He picked you first. He saw you when he was going through this. He wants you on his team. He was interested in you way before you were interested in him. He wants you. He's not mad at you. He's not angry. He doesn't hate you. He died for you. All this he did this weekend. He hung on the cross and he rose again so we might have life. We might have life with him. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You know, sometimes this is difficult for people to, to view God like that, that he accepts you because you have been rejected by people. You have even your own self. You, you are your worst critic, aren't you? You look more of the bad than you do of the good. And God wants you to look at how he sees you. He accepts you right now. There is a psalmist who wrote a psalm in Psalms 27 verse 10. And I love this because um, he says this. He says, even if my mom and my dad, he says, my mother and father forsake me. Even if they reject me, even if my mom and dad rejects me, the Lord will receive me. Listen, I don't, I don't know how, who you are and what's going on in your life right now, but the Lord receives you and he accepts you. You just have to make that step towards him. And so as me, I've been, I've been a believer in Jesus, a follower of Christ since 1983. And being and knowing that I'm accepted by God no matter what is so important because I, if I, when I know that and really believe that, guess what? I'm going to pray more. I'm going to go to him. I'm going to worship him more. I'm going to come to him and, and go after what the things of God more. And you need to know that. Acts 15, 8 says, God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them by giving his Holy Spirit. See, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven. When he ascended to heaven... He sent his very spirit, the very spirit of God, who he is into you and I. That's how much he loves you. He gave everything that he had towards you. So you are accepted. The second thing you got to understand that you and I are forgiven. Jesus came to set us free. We are forgiven. He came to set us free, not make us sorry. He didn't come just to point out your sin. The only reason your sin is pointed out so you know you're, you need a savior. He came to set you free from sin. John 3, 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The best part, I believe, in Jesus' day is letting you off the hook, is forgiving you. You are forgiven. I love what Micah 7, verse 18 through 19 says, Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? Listen to this. You do not stay angry. That's talking about God forever. But listen to this. But delight to show mercy. 
God delights to show us that mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and you'll hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. He throws them into the depths of the sea because you got to understand, this is how Jesus sees you. He sees you accepted and forgiven. He doesn't see you as a sinner. He sees you as someone who is saved by the grace of God. And you can come to him and receive that. And that's what he wants you. He wants you to step into that acceptance as a son, as a daughter of God, and come in and jump on the lap of Daddy God and just and just hold on to him and worship him and let him comfort you. You know, in the midst of the trials that we're going through right now, this is so important that you know that you're accepted. And if you know that God the Father accepts you as a son, as a daughter, and you are forgiven, then you know he is going to protect you. He's going he's gonna to provide for you. He's going to heal you. He's going to do whatever he wants needs to do in your life because he loves you more than anything and the third view how Jesus views you, you he invites you you are invited his arms are open wide and he says come on I have great things to show you I have great things in store for you and I will do anything and he already proved that he did everything he needed to do over 2,000 years ago, when he hung on the cross, when he was beaten for you and I, he died for you and I, and he rose again today. He loves you, and the invitation is open. Revelations 3.20 says this, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone, and I hope you're hearing this, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Revelation 22, 17 says, Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of eternal life. I want you to do that today. Even if you've been saved and you've given your life over to the Lord, receive more of the eternal life right now. Receive the joy. Replace that depression and that sadness with the joy of the Lord. He has your future. He's already been there. He's already making a way where there seems to be no way. God has this. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ, he's knocking at the door of your heart right now saying, let me in. I want to come into you. I want to dine with you. I want to have a relationship with you. And you, you don't have to do anything except open the door of your heart and let me come in. John 6, 28 verse 29 says, Then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one who sent me. That's our, our goal as believers. That's our, our job as believers is to say, I believe in the one who sent Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in all that he has for me. And God wants to come into your life and he wants to heal you. Uh, he wants to encourage you. And some of you today who've never given your life to Christ, he wants to save you. He wants to bring his love, his life into your life today by you opening up your, your heart. So I want to encourage you today. As God is for you, he's not against you. He loves you. Everything he has done this weekend, from dying on the cross to, to rising again, is for you and I to know him and to receive all that he has for us, our healing, 
our peace, our victory. Amen? And he wants that for you right now. And so I want to pray for all of you, but I also want to pray for those who have never come to the Lord, maybe because of your perception of him. You've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I know you may be watching right now, and you know there's something, there's a knock on your heart. There is some something that's pulling you towards him. You know you need to do this. He says, why do we need to pray? And this is why we pray. Romans 10, 9 says this, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will have that relationship with God. God will come into your life and he'll forgive you of all your sins. He'll, he'll, it's, it's the greatest joy to have a new beginning. And that's what you're going to have is today is a day of new beginnings. And so I want to pray for you right now, um, all of you right now. So bow your heads where you're at and close your eyes and let's pray. Father God, I just pray for everyone here that's listening that, Father God, that they would receive you in the right way. They would perceive you in the right way. Not, not as a closed door, not as staying closed, not as an endless road, but as a free gift. And they will receive how you, you look at us. You look at us through the eyes of Christ, through the eyes of Jesus, Father. You look at us as accepted as forgiven, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that we are forgiven, we are accepted, and that you invite us to come and enjoy the life that you have for us. And we do that now, and we receive that now in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray right now for all those who don't know you. And if you don't know the Lord right now, I want you to do something for me and for, for yourself, is to give your life to Jesus to open up your heart to him, open up your life, and to let him in, receive the free gift of Jesus. And how we're going to do that, we're going to pray, like I said in Romans uh, chapter 10, that we're going to confess that Jesus is Lord, and we're going to believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And so I want you to repeat these words after me, this prayer after me, and mean it with all your heart. And God's going to show up in your room, wherever you're at, and he's going to come into your life and you're going to see that this is a new beginning for you. He's going to forgive you of your sins. He's going to come in and start the, the process of transforming your life to be like Jesus. And it's the greatest thing. I did this over 30 years ago and I've never, never looked back. God has always been there for me through, through good times and even bad times. And he has never let me down. And he will never let you down. So repeat these words after me. Bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray. Say, Father God, I come to you humbly, and I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I confess that Jesus is Lord, that he is your son, that he died on the cross for me. He took my punishment and he rose again. And I believe in my heart that he did that, that he rose again, and I celebrate that, and I receive all that he has for me. And from this day forward, I will live for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, listen, I want you to know something. God loves you. 
welcome to the family, and he has many things in store for you. I have some things I want to send to you. So if you could let us know, by you can email us at contactus at cornerstonelife.org. You can click the button if you're on cornerstonelife.org right now watching us. You can click the button right there that I gave my life to Jesus and we'll get you some information. Or you can just say in the comments, hey, I, I made Jesus the Lord of my life. And let us know because we want to send you some next steps. What are the next steps for you? Because this is the start of the greatest journey of your life. And I want to congratulate you for and welcome you to the family of God. God loves you. He has an exciting future for you right now. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, happy Resurrection Day. Listen, I, I want to challenge you to just draw near to him. Our children's ministers, Julie and Johnny, they have, have some things for your kids. Hopefully you've already have them watching that. They have some uh, things for this evening, some kind of party that's going on. And so I encourage you to look on our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can look on that or even our webpage. Um, uh, and I'm praying for you today. Draw near to God. Receive what he has for you. Ask, ask him, God, what do you have for me today? And, uh, and I want to encourage you to receive all that. Hey, next Sunday, I'm starting a new series called The End of the World. And you don't want to miss this series. We're going to be talking about the end times. We're going to talk about some of the things that are going on right now. Where does that fit? And, uh, and I'm going to give some really practical issues on the end times uh, for the next four weeks. We're going to be doing that. And then um, I have another part series we'll probably do later on this year, and we'll go a little deeper. But I want to encourage you to, to invite somebody. Share this video even today, because I know a lot of people need to hear this. And listen, hold on, because Pastor Patrick and Raquel are here. They have some uh, ending thoughts for you guys. Hey, be blessed. We love you guys. If you need anything, you can email us at contact us at cornerstonelife.org. Message us on Facebook or Instagram um, or just uh, give us a call. And uh, and I'll be every day this week, Monday through Friday, I'll be on in the morning sometime doing a Facebook Live if you want to get on there and watch me and I'll be doing a devotion for you. We love you guys. Have a great Resurrection Sunday. <laughs>